Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey guys, Linda Antwi, 90 Days of Melanated Way. Welcome. Happy Monday. Monday fun day. Hope you guys had an amazing weekend. And yeah, let's just jump into it. Let's shout out my day ones, Mary, Tenny, Radella, Linda, Lydia, Devin, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Jean, Amanda, and Julissa. Shout out to y'all. Hi, live chat. Hey, Radella in the live chat. Um, What a crazy, crazy episode. I loved everything about this episode, and I'm just the drama of it all. The drama of it all. It was all the drama all the time. So, I have to start out with saying that I was wrong about Stephanie and Ryan. So, as you guys know, I was super excited about this couple and meeting this couple and the drama that they would bring. But I'm underwhelmed by them and I am, I don't know, I don't know. Let's talk about it. So, uh, they start off the episode with Stephanie and she's packing, you know, bathing suits and shirts and watches. And there's this $3,000 watch um, and then a ring that her father gave her mom that she wants Ryan to propose to her. But Ryan is already considered her fiance. He hasn't officially proposed yet, but they're engaged. Like, how does that work? I'm a grown ass woman and I'm confused by that. So you're engaged, but he hasn't proposed. So it's like me saying, like, I'm engaged to Drake. I'm not dating Drake. He never gave me a ring. I don't know Drake, but I'm just going to say that I'm engaged to him because that's what that sounds like. He didn't propose to you, but he's your fiance. Riddle me that. Explain that to me because I sat there like, wait, what? How does that work? Do you just say he's your fiance and he's not? And then, like, how does that work? Anywho... Um, so she thinks that she's going to be proposed to on this trip with the ring that she's taking that is like a family heirloom, which I have all the questions about. First of all, like, who does that? Like, who does, like, I understand on the, the other partner's side, if they have a family heirloom and they're like, hey, I want this to stay in the family and I want to give it to you and, and spread my love that way, but... What person has their own ring and says, hey, partner, this is the ring that you're going to hold on to. And then when you're ready to propose to me, even though we're already, you know, fiancés, but when you're actually ready to do the, the do, then here, just give me back the ring. Like, I've never heard of that. Have you guys? Have you heard of it? Uh, Rodella says, the foolery. Yeah, it's very confusing to me. It's very confusing. So... If you're already fiancés and then he proposes, what does that make you? I have, I have tons of questions and I have no answers to them because it's just 
beyond what I can comprehend. Um, so she thinks that she's getting proposed to on this trip. And guys, when I was watching her, am I the only one that was getting crazy Darcy vibes? Like flashbacks of Dar Darcy with Tom thinking like, oh my God, he's going to propose, he's going to propose. Flashback to um, Darcy. And why can't I think of his name? He's the star of my telenovelas. But the blonde, help me out live chat. What's the blonde's name again? Tom and anyways, you guys know what I'm talking. Jesse. Thank you, Radella. Jesse. So did you guys get that vibe too? Like every time that they would go, they especially Darcy, she thought she was getting proposed to and then she would always be let down. That's the vibe I'm getting from from Stephanie that she thinks that she's gonna get proposed to, even though all they do is fight. And you know, I find it very crazy. So anyways, she flies over to Belize and she feels like if this is the make it break it trip, they're either going to make it and move forward together or they're going to end it. And um, we see them embrace. Now, the other thing that really caught my attention, you guys, is the whole remember in if you're part of our Patreon and VIP, then in news and gossip, you remember when I broke it to you guys that Belize when they were filming was all shut down so that whole taking the plane and airport scene was staged right at the uh, hotel resort do you remember that so that's why you see her like on a plane but you don't actually see her in an airport all of a sudden she's just at the front of the resort which I thought was interesting to watch now that I knew that that's how it was filmed um so Ryan's there mask on she has her mask on they hug they kiss uh, he says he misses her. And then I found, we, we all found out that these two have been together for a long time. So they met when he was 23.5 and she was 47 or 48 and she's 52 now. So 49, 50, 51, 50. So four years, you've basically been funding not only his life, but his family's life. And you guys don't even like each other. And that was very, very apparent with the vibe. So yeah, they kissed and hugged and all of that stuff, but his face, did you guys peep his face when the cameraman went close up and he was like deadpan? Deadpan, he had no expression. It almost felt like it was his duty. Like I felt like he's like, okay, this woman's coming. Let me go ahead and quickly clean up my phone because I know she's gonna wanna see what I've been doing. Hey, Jalisa. And then I'm going to make sure that I just pay her all the attention because just for two weeks to make sure this cash flow keeps flowing. That's the vibe I got from him. Vibe. And then so they get to their place and she's got all the gifts. Okay. So all the gifts for him. She's got flip-flops and shades and like the undies thing was totally mom vibed out. I'm totally mom vibed out by these two. I'm, I feel like this. I feel like she's like aunt, the auntie and she's coming and spoiling her nephew. Like that's the vibe I'm getting and it's super, super weird. Like who you call, like, okay. That's your partner. That's supposed to be your partner in life. That's supposed to be your fiance. And you are like, yeah, you told me you were low on undies. That is so unsexy to me. And I don't see how these two have a romantic vibe at all. Like, I'm not picking up the vibe. I'm not seeing the vibe. 
but she flip-flops, shades, undies, shirts, do-rags, shorts, watches, and she mentions, makes sure to mention that one of the watches is worth 3000 and the fact that he loses stuff all the time, don't lose it. I was like, bitch, he ain't losing nothing. He's selling these products. Once you're gone, thank you for telling me how much his watch is worth because I'm going to go ahead and pawn it and pocket that 3000 the undies I'll probably keep, but I'm going to go ahead. You got me like 10 slides, flip-flops. I'm going to go ahead and sell, sell that to my boys. And then the shirts, yeah, that's he sells all that stuff. He doesn't lose it. Let's be real. Yeah, he loses them on eBay. Exactly, Rudella, exactly. Um, and he goes straight to camera. He even says, I'd rather have the cash than the gifts. I'd rather have the cash than the gifts. So really, it's not about the thought that counts. This woman is funding you and cash, money, gifts, whatever it's going to be, it's going to translate into more cash for you, period. That's it. That's the business he's in. And I thought, I felt sad for her. I felt super, super sad for her because I was like, oh, it's glaring what's going on here. What does she not see? And my question to you guys in the live chat is, yes, Raydella, I don't even know what she sees in him. What is she getting out of this situation? Because I have my own personal theory and it can only be one thing. But what do you guys think? She's gullible. She's she's a businesswoman. She's 52 years old. She has like two, three, four successful businesses. Like I've heard of her business even before I've seen her on TV. That's how successful she is. She has one uh, out in California too. Like she's a big deal. Julissa, he's not even cute. Girl, don't even get me started. Go even get me started about this little buck tooth fro. Um, <clears throat> so I'm a little confused. So Julissa said he's just young. He's young, yes, but he's also manipulating the situation because for the past four years, he's pocketing pocketing money. Like, did you guys even see, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when they sat down for dinner and he decided he was having lobster, you know, he's not eating lobster every day. He's eating lobster because he knows it's on her dime and he's going to live the highfalutin life while she's here because she's going to be shelling out the money. It's a bizarre, it's so bizarre to me. It's so bizarre. Hey, belly. So what do you guys think Stephanie's getting out of this relationship? Because I'm going to tell you, if it indeed is a true relationship, which I have my doubts now. Uh, Julissa says, maybe he's like Michael from Love After Lockup and he has the devil dick. That's you, girl, yeah, you said it. You said it better than I was going to say it. This woman is dick whipped and like he's young, 27. You know, he's talking about four times a night, six days a week. Listen, and she's. People, they say, like, the older you get as a woman, you, like, sexually prime. So I think she's in her prime of her sex life. And she's paying for amazing sex. That's based, let's just, let's be real with it. She's paying for amazing sex. And that's what she loves about him. Because what other value is he bringing to the table? Is he bringing engaging um, conversation? Is he um, helping with her business? Is he encouraging her to be all that she can be? Like, it's that. And Jaleesa, yes, it's got to be good, all caps. Great, all caps. 
mind-blowing all caps period because uh, what else is there what value is he bringing to the relationship i don't know and i could be wrong but i doubt it now if it's not the big old powerful d then i think that this relationship was a relationship of convenience where she can um get more eyes on her business that's it it can only be one of those two things and if it's anything else you guys let me know in the comments let me know in the live chat but that's how i feel so she buys these glow-in-the-dark condoms glow-in-the-dark tape i need to know what the tape's for y'all okay i want to keep it pg but i need someone to tell me what the glow-in-the-dark tape is for because I was thinking, and I was like, well, is it like tie you up stuff? But they're like, why, why would that happen? Like, I need to know. So someone needs to tell me in the live chat because I know one of y'all knows. Um, Belly says, the sex can't be that good if she slept with his cousin. Well, I think it still can be good. She was just mad and trying to get back at him, right? So let me hurt him because he hurt me type of thing rather than, you know, it wasn't that great. Plus, like I told you guys, I don't know what the big deal is. She might as well just tell him because I think he already knows. And I think the cousin's in on the gravy train. Like, yo, your girl, dude, I, I slept with her. And he's going to be like, that's cool. That's not even my really my woman. That's like my moneymaker. She's my employer. She keeps the lights on for all of us. So I'm cool if you're cool. Boom, boom, boom. That's it. N nothing to stop the gravy train that's what that's my personal opinion i think that he's not sweating it meaning the cousin's not sweating it i don't think ryan's sweating it i think ryan already knows but it's all about making stephanie happy the two weeks that she's there so that the money can stay in that's it it's it's a transaction it's a business and she's been funding this for four years why are why are you guys so awkward together too if you guys have been together for four years riddle me that as well it's very bizarre this it's very bizarre you guys it's very very bizarre so um <laughs> i wrote down yeah he sees money in his eyes checks run dry if they break up no checks if they break up so he's gonna be there and do whatever he's got to do and i thought it was funny when he was like yeah she's a bit over age but she keeps up and I was like, okay, I see you're putting in your work. You're figuring that you're doing what you need to do to his words. He's going to do whatever he needs to do to get to America. So it has nothing to do with Stephanie. Stephanie's just the vehicle to get there. So he's talking about how he'd rather have the money than the gifts. And then I want you in my life, he says, because I'm too far deep in, he says, because I want to see what America's about. And I'm going to do anything to get to America. And when they sit down to this supposed romantic meal, I didn't see any sparks flying. I didn't see any lovey-dovey. You haven't seen each other for 10 months and you're going to start bitching to him about his cell phone. And did you know I was going to ask about the cell phone? And then he's going to talk about how I just want to gain your trust back. Because honestly, I want to gain your trust back because I need you to make sure this K-1 visa goes so that I can get to America. But once I get to America, you best believe I'm about to drop the bombs. I'm just going to be here. You do you. I'm going to do me and I'm going to explore America and I'm going to get a girlfriend 
that's probably like my age. Julissa says, uh, yeah, LOL. He never mentioned love for her or anything. And Rodella says, 100 Julissa. Stephanie is not his only vacation day. He's slinging that thing all over the island. Facts. Yeah, I agree. It's a really strange storyline. Oh, Linda, in the poll, Brandon needs to be changed to Jovi. What was my question? Uh, should Brandon and Julia move out ASAP? No, is Brandon an alcoholic? Which one? Oh, is Brandon an alcoholic? Is that what I wrote? Yeah. Edit. Let's edit this in the middle of the broadcast. My question, because you know, Brandon is not an alcoholic. The question really should be Jovi. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you for that. So let me just fix it real quick. Is Jovi an alcoholic? Done. Um, so... We have Stephanie and Ryan, they're having dinner, and uh, I also thought the flapper dress was interesting, an interesting twist to dinner. What do y'all think of that flat, pink flapper dress? Did you love it? Did you hate it? I, was, I felt it was very, um, it was different. I remember I went to a 1920s party, and I wore a flapper dress. Um, I wasn't, like, but... I was dressing up for the 20s. So I was I was curious about her choice of wardrobe and then his choice of wardrobe with like the plaid shirt and then the fire do-rag. I was like, you two are mismatched. Or is it, are we doing a romantic, let's all get dressed up? Or are we just doing like, come as you are? What, what's happening? Cause it's very, it's all very confusing. Between the glow in the dark tape that no one has answered what that's for yet and the do-rag and the watches that match the flip-flops, and then the flapper dress, and then the balloons, and the flowers. It was all very confusing. There was so much going on, but at the same time, nothing going on. I didn't feel any, like, vibe. No sexual tension. Even their kisses were, like, weird. Like, you know how you, you peck, and then you're pecking, like, a million times? Like, why don't you just make out? Unless you don't really want to kiss. It's very... I'm very confused by these two, you guys. I'm very confused, and like I said at the top of the show, I was very wrong about this couple, because I was so excited. I thought they were going to bring the drama, but they're just bringing, like, blah. Um, And I don't know if you guys felt it, but I felt like they had an awkward moment when they sat down and she was talking about the K-1 visa and how it's stressful and the coronavirus is really messing stuff up. I was like, you know what? That's probably a blessing. God is probably blessing you right now so that you could come to your right mind about actually going forward with this K-1 visa. That's probably what's happening right now. You need to look at what the blessing is in this because y'all have been together for four years and it, this is what it is. This is who you waited your whole entire life to marry. This is what you said when you were like, I never wanted to get married until you met Ryan. Really? Really, Stephanie? Um, Belly says, I had to look away when they were kissing. Yuck. And Jaleesa says, it didn't like look, it didn't look like either of them were enjoying it either. Yeah, it was bizarre. So, I wrote that down too. What does she love about him? What does she love about him? 
that's the question of the evening. What does Stephanie love about Ryan? And I welcome any and all feedback. Because until we figure it out, this is just going to be an awkward interaction. And if you guys know in the news and gossip, we know that this interaction doesn't last very long. So it's just going to be awkward for a little bit. And then, papa, it's going to be something different. So maybe, hey, Crystal. Um, maybe that will be the bang of, that will bring up the spice a little bit. Because right now it's just, it's like dry. And I feel, I feel sad for her. It's hurtful. It's hurtful because you can just see that she's being used and manipulated. And either they're using each other and she, cause she's smart. So she knows, and maybe, you know, it is that it's the, that big D life. And so she's like, okay, well, I'm going to pay. And can you guys imagine how much money she's paid out? Because she pays him his salary. He buys, She buys him all these gifts. She gives him money. She pays the family's rent and supports the family. Like, can you imagine how much money? Let's, let's ballpark. And four years? So let's give him a year before they came up to this. So let's say three years. Three years. And let's say, what, a thousand a month? Is that too low? Right? So that's twelve thousand a year. So what, thirty-three thousand, just in gifts and and that's just like in gifts and stuff. I'm not talking like his salary. That's a lot. Rodella says that type of behavior makes you question her intelligence. Fact. Crystal says, please send me a care package, Stephanie. Yes, Stephanie, if I send you my cash app, I have a few things that I need. I mean, if you're out there helping those in need. <laughs> I could go ahead and cash app you. You could come visit me here if you'd like to. Crystal says she's the Bank of Belize. Yes, she's the Bank of Belize, and she came... Half her suitcase, 90% of her suitcase was all gifts, gifts that are going to be pawned shortly. What watch should I wear? How about you tell him he doesn't have a real job? How about that? So that's those two. Can't wait to talk a bit more on news and gossip, y'all. This I said that, I say it every week. Last week was power, fire, just craziness. And this week is already starting off crazy with the news and gossip. <sighs> On to Natalie. Speaking of Natalie, you know that uh, 99 The Melanated Way, we broke how she has, you know, Mike is her third husband, right? So, um, just a little tease. Uh, her first husband reached out to me, so we'll talk about that on Wednesday. And Natalie, if you guys are not following us on our social media, popped into our comment section because uh, we posted a photo of one of her ex boyfriends so all her exes are are popping up and sources are sending it to me and i'm posting it and it's a whole thing and she popped in with her own views so i thought that was interesting so we'll talk about that as well um so yeah guys it's a it's there's some tea that and i'm like y'all it's just monday i got a couple of articles to write i got some editing to do and i'm stuck because you know I'm obsessed with 90 days. So now I'm stuck researching and reading the nonsense. 
And it's a lot of nonsense, you guys, but all in the good, juicy way, the nonsense that we love to absorb. So I can't wait to talk about it. So, Natalie, Natalie and Mike, I want to say off the, off the top that I find Natalie a very complex individual. And I can't figure out what exactly it is, but something about her is very unique. And I don't know if it's a cultural thing or if it's just an individual Natalie thing. But something about her is just like so fascinating to me. She's like an enigma, you know? An enigma who thinks that she's right all the time. It's, very, it's like interesting. Uh, Raydella says she's rigid. Belly says unique in a nice way is a nice way to put it. Very nice, Julissa says. She's, she's, yeah, man. Okay, so she's frustrated. Uh, she thinks that Mike doesn't understand what she's going through because, you know, she left her life. She left her mom. She left her country. She's in this new country and she's just super flexible. But, but on the other hand, she also realizes that she needs to be more flexible and softer and have quote unquote woman ways, which like that statement alone just brought me to like the stone age. Our womanly ways. Like who talks like that? What year is it? It's 2021. Stop it. Um, so she apologizes for overreacting, which I absolutely thought, okay, this is a new Natalie. She slept on it and thought about it. And she's realizing that she needs to use her words to communicate how she's feeling because if she just has the tantrums that she normally has and spits fire and mean words like she normally does and puts him down like she normally does then that's not going to work because he's going to not only close off but be offended and defensive so i thought oh my gosh she slept and she had like an epiphany and I was happy to see them not fighting. I was happy to see them communicate. I was happy to see them apologize to each other. And uh, then she broke it for me because she's like, yeah, I just realized I either want to, I can either be married or right. I prefer to be married. Y'all, I'm taking a moment because I really need you to, to have that sink in, how absurd that sounds, and honestly, how selfish that sounds. So, do you love him? Because I don't really hear you saying that. I hear that your goal is to be married by any means necessary. And if I look at your track record, Natalie, Mike being your third husband and all, it sounds to me like perhaps the goal should be finding the person that compliments you that you want to like spend the rest of your life with rather than insert husband here. You know what I mean? Uh, Jaleesa says, Natalie just wants to get on with having kids. I don't know even know if it's just that. I think that she feels like being married is like a title and it makes her better than. She already thinks she's better than, but now she has to be better than and married. And she, like in her mind, I think she wants a specific lifestyle. She wants the, not like only white picket fence, 2.5 kids and, you know, the house. She wants a huge house and 
people with that highfalutin lifestyle, plus the 2.5 kids, plus she wants, you know, uh, the religion and the husband that looks good and fits her ideal of what a husband should look like. Because I am skipping ahead again, but what, why I'm skipping ahead? Because it, it brought me there. When they went to dinner and she's not even eating, her eyes are too busy on what he's doing in his plate, what he's putting in his mouth because she wants him to eat the way she wants him to eat, act the way she wants him to act, and lose weight. How long have you been with him? A couple of years now. He's looked how he's looked, he's eaten how he's eaten, and he has had the drinks like he's had the drinks. Why is this surprising to you? And why are you trying to change him? Like, again, what do you love about him? Because at every turn, to me, it looks like you're trying to change him and you're trying to quote unquote, be right. It's annoying <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Belly says very controlling. Jaleesa says her and her constant food shaming is really pissing me off. It's triggering. See? And Raydella says, and can I say that I'm so sick of her mentioning that damn ring? Preach, sister. Preach. Same, girl. Same. Same. We're going to get to that too. So, um, they're getting ready for Trish, his mom, to come and visit for a couple of days. And uh, Natalie wants to know if the mom knew about the fight back in the, uh, the Ukraine. And he's like, yeah, my mom and I are very close. She lives in Oklahoma. I don't physically, physically get to see her every year, every, all the time, but I do see her once a year. But we talk like every other day. We're very close. So obviously, um, you know, she's going to know. And then Natalie's like, well, I hope she likes me. And Mike's like, yeah, he's, she's going to like you. She's a little hard-headed. And Natalie didn't know what that meant, so she wanted to look it up. And um, she's like, what did he say that... It was, it was like she is not sentimental. And, oh, Natalie jumps on that. Oh, I'm not, she's not going to like me because I'm sentimental. If she's not, I was like, Natalie, shut up. Just stop. Stop. Because you're already trying to make the excuse of her not liking you being about her and not about you. Right? So you're already laying like that foundation down before you even met her. And you're coming at it super wrong, in my opinion. So the mom gets there. And here's another thing. I don't know if it's an African thing. I, I don't know. You all know if you watch this show that I had strict, I grew up strict African family in Canada. But And so it's all about respect and your elders. And especially if you're marrying into the family. Natalie's sitting on the couch, chilling, y'all, reading a book. Mike gets up. She doesn't get up to greet her. She doesn't get up to help her. She doesn't say, you know, hello, future mother-in-law. Like, let me help you. She's chilling and allows Trish to come to her. When I tell you, my I had heart palpitations. If my mother ever, and I mean ever, saw that, if I ever did that, I would be dead under the grave for the disrespect alone. Okay? So I was like, is she going to get up? She's not. 
And is she going to keep her head in the, in her book? Like she didn't know this lady was here? Is she, are we doing this right now? Can you do this right now? Because like, I, I was so confused by it. Um, Jaleesa says, Mike, Mike's mom handled Natalie like a pro. Yes, she did. Oh my God. Yes. And Ladella says, what was with the situation on the couch between Natalie and Trish? And Jovi loaned her that book. Oh, well, Jovi does like to read. That's a fun fact. Jovi does like to read. Um, so that was, that was very, it was awkward, but Natalie's mom went in there and she got up and greeted her, hugged her. That was cool. All sitting at the couch, super awkward, super, super duper awkward, just awkward. Mom does that uh, elephant joke, birthing a joke, and Natalie with the, the doe eyes just looking crazy like this. No expression, not even smiling. Okay, maybe it's a language thing, but I really don't think it is. I think that she doesn't have a sense of humor. I think that she just is rigid. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out. She's very unique. But she didn't smile, didn't laugh. She was just sitting there. And it made her very awkward. And then the mom, without skipping a beat, she's like, well, you know, um, I'm just here for the grandbabies, really. And of course, Natalie made it about the ring. She's like, well, I don't have my ring back. So yeah, but Mike's mom was on it again. And she was like, well, you know, would you want to give the ring back the way you gave it back? Like, did you think about how you gave it back to, to Mike? I was like, this woman is dropping facts, knowledge, pow, pow, pow. And it was hilarious because I think the first time when she said that, Natalie was taken aback. Like, she didn't know what to say. Because, yeah, bitch, you are the one that threw the ring at him. It landed in his suitcase. And that was that. And now you're stuck because he was hurt. You're saying you feel insecure. You feel like you don't know what's happening and he doesn't want to give it back. Yeah, he was hurt. And let's acknowledge what you did and your role and why you don't have a ring on your finger. How about that? Don't know. Thinking about it. Uh, so it's super awkward. And yeah, so Trish says, you know, when you gave him the ring back, were you keeping him guessing as well? Because if you think he's keeping you guessing, you might want to flip that on you. Because he now doesn't know whether if you guys are getting married or not because you threw the ring back at him. And she says, well, he's, he's paid me back, I think. So this is a tit for tat in, in Natalie's mind, right? So yes, I did wrong. But you've paid me back because you've done enough wrong now. You've eaten too many croissants and too much butter. So we're even. <laughs> See how ridiculous that sounds? Um, so when the mom did her cam to camera, she's like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what they should do. I really don't know. I think that they're too different. I just, I don't know what, what they should do. And, uh, <laughs> So Natalie does her to camera and says that Mike acts differently around his mom. Um, 
And so he, she wants to like really figure out who Mike is. Well, I don't think Mike is really acting different. I think he's acting the exact same. I think that you think you're get, getting ganged up on because you think you know it all and your way is the only way. And here's Mike's mom. Yes, it's his mom and she's going to protect him and support him, but she's also a mom, right? So she's going to come with some logic and she's going to come with some wisdom, right? So perhaps reflecting on some of the stuff that you've done, maybe you can own up to it and she's going to call you out on your BS. So they're going to go to dinner and uh, <laughs> she's going to go to dinner because she wants to socialize. And remember when they're in the kitchen and he's like, well, we could eat here. And she's like, no, we should go out. We should socialize. But when we get there, she's like silent and awkward. And I was like, yeah, the mom's drinking and Mike's drinking because this is a super awkward dinner and it doesn't feel enjoyable. It feels like, like a really bad interview and everyone's being awkward. And I was like, oh, this seems uncomfortable. Yes, stir your drink and drink your drink because no one's really talking and Natalie's looking there. And then she says, well, in my um, culture, silence is okay. But I was like, Natalie, you're the same person that said, no, let's go out so that we can be socializing. You're the same one that's been complaining for the past eight episodes that you're lonely and you don't go anywhere and do anything. You're just a housewife. And now you're bitching when you're out and now you don't want to talk. Like, it's very, you're a very confusing woman. You're very confusing to me. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to figure out. She's very unique. It's, it's. You say one thing, but then five seconds later, it's totally different. And then you like just make it awkward. I don't know, you guys. I'm trying to figure it out. Someone, someone help me. Jaleesa says, Natalie said, Mike takes Mike's side. Yeah, I was going to get to that. This is great. Mike takes Mike's side. My mom takes Mike's side. Weird. Like, I wonder if that tells you who may be the problem girlfriend. Facts. If everyone takes Mike's side maybe you might want to think about why that is just throwing it out there i don't know think about it who's the common denominator don't know um so they go they sit down to go to eat and like i said earlier she was busy looking at mike's plate and tells him not to eat the butter which is the infamous infamous night line of the night the mom says that butter is good for you. It's good for your mind and your memory. I have never heard that in my entire life. Didn't know that that was a thing. Um, someone inboxed me today and said, actually, it is a thing that your brain needs a specific amount of fat and a specific amount of vitamin E for your memory. Did you know that? Because I didn't. And I'm, I don't, like, I'm not a butter person, but should I go and buy, like, a bunch of butter and just butter it up? Because if that's the case, like, you know, I'll have a super duper memory. And, you know, Dr. Jaleesa, true or false? We all want to know. <laughs> Jaleesa says, just a normal amount of butter will do. Darn it, Jaleesa, coming in with the doctor knowledge. I should have asked this question, like, in a week. Because, you know, I'm doing this vegan thing and 
this was going to be my excuse to break it for a little bit and have some butter. Like throw some butter on some yummy bread, put some butter in a pan and fry up all the yummy juiciness and just be like, what? It's for my memory. <laughs> so anyways, Nelly's busy in his plate and uh, telling him not to have butter because she really is trying to make him lose weight. And the mom's like, the butter's good for you. And then Natalie decides that she's going to tell the mom about the whole vegan thing and not eating meat. And the mom's like, well, it's up to him. And then looks him dead in his face and says, right? Meaning, I'm translating, you're a grown-ass man. This woman is not going to tell you what to eat because you are a grown-ass man. You're 35 years old. You can decide what you want to eat. And I know that's not the appropriate term, but it is his body, his choice. So what he puts in his body really is his choice. And if you don't like it, Natalie, then perhaps you should think about that. Because I just don't understand. Like, you can't control someone like that. And why would you want to? You're not his mother. And that's what she was like. She was so in his plate, you guys. I, like, paused and I was looking at her, oogling his plate. And I was like, this man can't even enjoy a meal without her saying something. Like, that really... I feel like that is, is it like food bullying? Is that a thing? Because that's what I feel like it is. Like You're going to give him a complex. And I feel like men or women, you don't know what like that person's personal issues are. And like maybe whatever, you're triggering him. And like that's how people start having issues with food. Like because you're just constantly on them. Everything he puts in your mouth, you're like, I I just don't like it. Mind your own business and be in your own plate. How's that? Um. <laughs> so then she somehow brings up the ring again, right? So because Mike says, um, you know, she has like, are you? The mom says, have you adjusted? You know, you've been here for a month, and then Mike says, well, she hasn't even unpacked. The mom's like, you haven't unpacked? Like, why? And she's like, well, you know. There's, I feel insecure because no ring. I don't have my ring back and there's no wedding date. And, you know, I just feel insecure. And the mom's like, well, you know, you guys have a lot to work on. And there's a lot that needs to be done in the meantime. But maybe you guys can set a date because you're concerned that you want your mom and your family to be at the wedding. Totally understandable. So maybe set a date and aim for that date. And... If everything works out, boom, you get married. And if it doesn't, then, you know, you guys at least have planned for it. Love the mom. Love the mom. Now, the mom talks about this ring again. And she calls Natalie out on it. Like, you, the way you gave the ring back was not okay. Mike was hurt by this. And basically, you need to own up to it. And Natalie is the... Mike said this was the first time he heard Natalie admit that she did something wrong. And it's sad because I've said this all along. All these fights, I've said it, go back go back in the archives of the 90 Day Mel Melanated Way show. You'll see it's never about whatever it is they're fighting about, the croissants and the butter and all of this stuff. It's that they're both hurt, but they're not using their words to communicate. And he's really hurt. Can you imagine saving your money still being in debt, flying across the world, proposing to 
supposed woman that you love, you get in a fight and she disrespects all that you've done by not just giving the ring back, but throwing it in your face. He's super hurt by that. Who wouldn't be? And then now, instead of saying, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I treated you terribly and I hurt you in that moment. Instead of like, where's the ring? I'm looking, I'm searching the house for the ring and telling every Tom, Dick and Harry, oh, but I don't have the ring yet. I don't have the ring yet. You tell the the server, you tell the mom, you tell the waterfall, you just scream it from like, okay, we get you don't have the ring back, but do you understand why you don't have the ring back? And what role you played in it, Natalie? So it's all about communication. She needs to say, she needs to own up to her part of it and he needs to say how he's feeling. But they use Trish like the mediator and so this is the first time we're hearing all the stuff that Natalie is trying to say and Trish is giving answers. Now, what does Natalie do? She twists it and she feels like Trish is the magic button. She's not a magic button. She's just listening because you're finally using your words to communicate. That's it. Use your words. It's, it's very easy very easy if you do them instead of all the other stuff that you're doing all the bitching and complaining just use your words and say how you really feel you're 35 years old like you should know and this is your third marriage you should know by now how to use your words what do you guys think should she know by now um so then the mom does her to camera and this is what i thought was interesting as well because in the beginning of the day, she was like, well, you know, we'll see. I'm not sure what's going to go on with these two. We'll see. But by the end of the day, after dinner, she was like, yeah, I don't think it's going to work out. You know, my son has already been hurt by this, um, but he has to make his own choices. So she, first impressions are all impressions. And, you know, she has decided that she doesn't think it's a thing, but she's going to allow her son to make her own choices. Um, Julissa said, yes, I handled my middle school romances with more maturity. Seriously, seriously. Um, it's just very, very confusing. So next morning they wake up and they are going to decide on a wedding date. And you know, do I need to even tell you? That Natalie wasn't impressed with the first date. So Mike throws out April 2nd. She doesn't like the number. She mentions her first marriage getting married on the 22nd. And then she talks about how in her tradition, it's better to get married in the beginning of the month because like it's some new moons and all of that stuff. So they're going to go with April 3rd and they sit down to have breakfast with Trish and they tell her and uh, Trish looked at them like, oh, did you know that you guys peeped that? Like she was like, oh, okay, well, that's good that you have a like a date to aim for, but you guys have a lot of work in front of you. You guys have to get to know each other a little bit more. And she feels like 90 days is not enough and they have a lot of issues to work through. And the mom literally says they have a long ways to go. And there are a lot of big differences. So she's really not sure if it's going to work. And in the process of all that, uh, Nelia calls 
who is Natalie's mom, and Natalie makes it with like a big announcement. We picked the date, and I'm so happy, and the mom's happy, giving them blessings, health, happiness, and and all of that stuff. And I was like, oh, see, Natalie just flipped it because again, it's all about just getting married. It's not even about the person and the issues. It's like, oh, now I have my date. I'm getting married. Like, what is that? What is that, you guys? What is that? Is it better to say that I'm married than I'm actually in a healthy relationship? It's very, I don't, it's very confusing to me. So she tells him on the date and then um, she gets off the phone and she just has a whole breakdown. And the breakdown, you guys, is the relief in her mind that she's now getting married. I get it. But it's also to her that she misses her mom. Her mom, we find out, has heart problems and she's far away. And so I, it's probably a little bit of everything. But honestly, in my mind, it was really about her relief that she has a wedding date. So I want to just quickly recap Yara and Jovi. Basically, Jovi's drunk or drinking at 8.50 in the morning. Yara needs to tell him that she's pregnant and she's not impressed that he's drinking in the morning. So there's that. Uh, but I did want to talk about Amir, our last couple, Amira, and I'm not sure how much you guys heard. Um, I'm not sure who's coming back. Amanda, thank you for coming back. Such a crazy Monday already. Um, but she's back in France. Andrew. Oh, so you didn't. Oh, we were still on Jovi. Okay. So thank you for that. So Amira's back in France. Andrew's living it up in Puerto Vallarta, having ice cream on the beach. Meanwhile, she's talking about how it's her worst nightmare. She's just happy to be safe. She really wants to see her dad. Dad's picking her up at the airport, and he was so worried about her and panicked. And so they go and grab a drink and talk about what happened. And she said that the immigration took her phone and passport, and within 30 minutes of landing from 7.30 p.m., by 8 o'clock she knew that she was not getting into the country. But what I thought was weird was that on the plane, she said that they, she knew she had an issue because the documentation said that she had no passport. And you know, anyone that travels internationally, you know that you have that customs form to fill out. So I'm wondering if she wrote something incorrectly and that's what flagged her because she had to have had a passport to be traveling internationally. So like, why would they say she had no passport? It's very bizarre. Um, so her dad's not impressed. Her dad's just like, I told you I didn't want you to go. I said you shouldn't go. You still went and Andrew basically forced you to go. And he's responsible for like the trouble and panic that this is all, all caused. And he really has no remorse. He's not a man. He's selfish and he's not the right fit for you. And I was surprised that Amir was kind of like, oh, but I love him. I was surprised by that. Because the trauma that you're talking about and how it was your worst nightmare and how you even said you were surprised that he didn't come to find you, but you still love him, like that's some real love because for me, I'd be like, it's a wrap. Done. Ditto. Goodbye. Um, so 
She still wants to be with him, even though he hasn't reached out to her. He hasn't talked to her since she got back to France. And if you guys remember when she was um, in Amsterdam, they spoke for like a minute and he didn't say anything about anything. And meanwhile, he's having a self-care day, okay? He's on holiday. He's decided he's going to make the best of the situation. He's like, well, I already took the time off, so I might as well, you know, do all the things because I was so stressed and I was so worried about Amira that I'm just going to go ahead and get this massage. Oh, and I'm going to also go ATVing. Oh, and I'm probably going to go ahead and take this boat tour and the walking tour. Oh, and don't forget that I'm also going to go to the steakhouse and just eat and have a blast. But I'm so worried and it was so stressful for me not to leave my room and make a couple of calls to not really do anything, but I'm so worried. And this trip would just be way better if Amira was here, but even though she's not here, I'm totally gonna make the best of it. But just know that I'm so worried. <laughs> I was like, this guy did not just have a face call and tell her about all the great things that he's gonna be doing on his, on his trip. Meanwhile, she's completely traumatized and can't even talk to her partner about it because he's busy saying what he wants to do and what he's going to do with the time. Oh, and by the way, we're probably going to just have to do this all over again in another country. Boy, bye. Stop it. So she takes all the risks. She gets traumatized. Oh, by the way, did you remember that she just got detained for three days? Detained? Immigration detained? And she's traumatized by that, but you want to just pack it up and Let's try this again. And, oh, if you get caught, oh, well, I'll have another vacation. I'll get a couple of more massages and we'll be good. It's very, very selfish and it's very confusing. Um, and she even said it, that he doesn't really see what she's gone through. And my question to you guys is, why does she love him? What does she love about him? Because it's clear to me that he's not thinking about her at all. At all. And is not sorry about not thinking about her. He's kind of like, happened to you, so what? So be it? Oh, well. I'm, I'm about to just, you know, take a bite of this steak real quick. It's very bizarre. Anyways, yeah, that, that was it. That was the show. And it was full of drama. It was full of juice. And I was about that life. And I cannot wait to next week. I cannot wait to next week. I feel like we are going to see a lot of implosions, okay? I think that Yara and Jovi are going to have a moment with the whole baby news. And I think that Natalie and Mike are going to have a huge moment because as the wedding becomes real, I think Mike's going to have some big doubts, some big, big doubts. Um, and then I just think that this Amir and... and Andrew thing is going to go off the rails. It's already off the rails. So this season, I'm not sure, like, who's the couple that we're cheering for? Who do we think is going to be like, hey, this is going to work out? Maybe Brandon, because Brandon's going to stand up to his parents. Maybe Brandon and Julia. But right now, they're all kind of in crisis. And I've written off Stephanie and Ryan from the jump. Did I remind you guys that I was totally wrong about them? I thought that they were going to bring the drama. I was wrong about that. Um, yes, it looks wild. I cannot wait 
Guys, tomorrow we'll be here, same time, same place, 8 p.m., uh, covering 90 Day Bears All. And I haven't seen it yet, but apparently it's a doozy. There's some boobies involved. Molly's there. And I can't wait to see what that was all about. So we'll talk about that. And then I want to know if you guys want to do the 90 Day The Single Life, because I think that that show is going to be amazing. And it doesn't drop to the end of February, so I have lots of time to think about it. But I can't wait to see that too. Um, sorry about the technical difficulties. Thank you for riding it out with me, Amanda. I appreciate you so very much. Heart, heart, heart. I've been practicing, still can't do them, but you know what I mean. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. And I'm sorry that we couldn't do our poll because the poll's gone. But yes, I do think that um, Jovi's an alcoholic. And I can't remember what I put for the last two questions, but... We'll just have more poll questions tomorrow. Have a great night, Amanda. Bye, you guys.